When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome one, welcome all to you Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And we have a women's team to talk about, a women's team that can be so exciting and yet so, so very frustrating all at the same time. And to talk about the Texas Tech women's basketball team, had to bring on Miss Girl Power herself, Kinsey Garcia. What's up, Kinsey? What's going on, Albie? I, I told you guys pre-pod, I'm not in good shape. I went to Austin. It was a heck of a time. I was on a heater, and I did not watch the Kansas game. However, I, I got to live vicariously through Jeremy's tweets, which were insanely up and down. Or I'm not sure who was tweeting it, but it I was living on it in the moment. It, it, it was it was definitely very very rough watch. Uh, Jeremy, did you get? I got I got uh, the people's champ, Jeremy Gillen, on the pod as well. Jeremy, did you get a chance to, to go through the game? I got to see some of it, and I have learned that I am infrangible. I am an unbreakable <laughs> uh, Red Raider man. Uh, yeah, boy, this was a tough one to swallow. Uh, this past one against Kansas, especially when you come off the high of beating Oklahoma, you beat a top, you beat a what are they sixteen? You beat a top twenty five team. And then you have all of it. I talked to Andy, Andy Mitts on Rock Chalk, and oh, I don't think can I don't think we can win this game. Kansas is playing out of their minds. Well, then we beat Oklahoma, and I was like, oh, maybe we could do it, but probably not because Kansas is playing like one of the best seasons they've had in quite a while. And then we have the first two quarters where I think, oh, there's no way we can lose this game. <laughs> Oh, it's blowout city. Yeah. It's blowout city. Well, so I will say, so I asked y'all both of y'all watched the Kansas game. I would ask you if you watched the Oklahoma game, but I already know your answer. Your answer is no, because none of us could. Oh, Texas Tech plays 15th ranked Oklahoma, and nobody's ESPN doesn't have it. Fox Sports doesn't have it. Nobody has ESPN Plus doesn't have it. I can, if I wanted to watch the Atlantic 10 swimming and diving semifinals, I could watch that if I wanted to. But for whatever reason, ESPN Plus did not have Texas Tech at Oklahoma, if you wanted to watch that game, you had to subscribe to Sooner Sports. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, you could listen to it on the radio as well, but it's 2022, and I'm not 86 years old. So, um, (laughs) it's absolutely ridiculous that I wasn't able to watch this game. I tried. Guys, I tried to watch this game. I couldn't. I had to, basically, all I could really do is take highlights and and look into it. So, let's talk a little bit um, about to Texas Tech beating Oklahoma, a surprise. I mean, none of us saw it coming. This Tech team beating Oklahoma. Um, now, as you as we record, or mind you, as we're recording this podcast, the Texas Tech men just walloped Oklahoma, beat them like they stole some. It wasn't pretty. 
whooped the hell out of them. They only scored 42 points. It was great, but we are talking about the women now. I just had to throw that out there because it's it's. It, I, I, I'm hyped up on the men's game, and then we're kind of talking about 10 and 15 teams a little bit different. But uh, uh, Jeremy, what did you think? Of, or, or sorry, not Jeremy, but Kenzie, what did you think about uh, Texas Tech's performance over Oklahoma? Well, I mean, I think I talk about it all the time whenever we're trying to predict how these games are going to go. And it's a big three. You need a big three to show up. And if a big three shows up, it's going to come down to turnovers or rebounds or whatever. But we're going to have a shot. And when you look at the box score, Taylor Thomas, 22, Lexi Hightower, 20, Viv Gray, 35. That's that's it. That's what this team could have had all year long had there been some sort of flow, had there been some sort of health to this team. Who knows what we would have gotten out of this team, but that's it, the big three. Well, you're talking about the health of this team now. All three players that you just mentioned. So Taylor Thomas, Lexi Hightower, Viv Gray, they combine for, what is that, 77 points. Shout out to my math teachers. 77 points combined for the three of them. All three of them have been hurt this year at one point or the other. All three of them. They've all come off of injuries. They've all missed games. Hell, Lexi Hightower just missed a game a week before, right, are coming off of injuries. But you see, I mean, this team can't lose if their three best players put up 77 points. This is, this is like, yes. Um I'm trying to think, Kenzie. I was trying to think who the you kept the law firm of X X X Y and Z. I can't remember who you said. Is it is it uh, is it High Tower Gray High Tower and Thomas? Well, it's not, but that's the it's new law firm. It is so. now. They are established. Um, I think Al, you bring up a really good point of like the injuries in the season, and we kind of talked about it in the message, or Kenzie brought it up of like Coach Gerlich has got to have. Some of the worst luck in the women's side of things this season, because if these three ladies are healthy and good to go, this is a team that isn't looking at being, um, you know, three, six, seven or eighth right now in the Big 12. This is a team that's looking at being in the upper half of the Big 12 because like you just molly whop, uh, You have a, such a profound game against Oklahoma that nobody could freaking watch, um, who is Oklahoma's fourth in the conference like this conference. And Andy, and I were talking about it, this conference is actually very tight when it comes to the like. For the Big 12, it's not just Baylor this year. You know, Iowa State's leading the charge. Kansas is having no, a tremendous season. It's the deep, it's the it's the deepest the Big 12 has been in years. And we thought and at season preview, we talked about it, Kenzie. We thought the Texas Tech would be in the mix. Right. And I think if this is a fully healthy team, they are in the mix. But even in this game, this is the first game they played after the announcement that both Bramber Scott and Hattie Faye would be out for the year. Right. So two key players, Brianna Scott hadn't been healthy the entire season. I mean, even the game she played, she hadn't been healthy. So that's just absolutely frustrating. So, I mean, this team, like you go out and you win against Oklahoma like that. It's very encouraging for what remains on the season. And as you look to get probably, you know, in some kind of tournament, you know, we'll see what the tournament uh, like what the tournament landscape looks like at the end, if they can go and like finish the season strong. Um, but like, this is a team that is frustratingly good because they also become frustratingly bad. Like, I wish it would just be one way, but it cannot, it cannot. So as speaking of that, so let's, let's get a little bit more into detail about the Kansas game. So after beating the Oklahoma Sooners, Texas Tech comes home to play the Kansas Jayhawks and and a game like you were talking about, Jeremy is a game that. Tech was up big in the first half. They looked great. In the first half, they had a nice lead, and they were really controlling the game as well. By halftime, you looked at it and you said, 
oh, this this team is on cruise control. They're doing things that need to be that needs to be done. They're up thirteen at half, thirty twenty five. They're playing fantastic defense, and they're able to score a game, uh, score the ball. Viv Gray still on a heater from the last game when she put up thirty five. She now has twenty three in this game. It's all going well. But Kenzie, guess what happened in the third? The th- blew up. The team blew, blew up. up. <laughs> it's our third quarter. We've had this third quarter problem the entire season. Kenzie, talk a little bit to the third quarter and what happens when the team comes out of timeout or out of halftime. You know, it's I mean, Jeremy said it best. It's so they're so frustratingly good. But when they're frustrating, it's like you just want to pull your hair out. And I, I think they just get themselves into bad situations. They just get out of that that offensive flow that they build. And, and in the first half of this game, it looked like they had built such a, a great offensive flow. I don't know how they get outside of it. And, and and you can see that when they start to get outside of it, then it turns into like Vivian Gray trying to take all these crazy shots. And it's just the I think all year long, this team has lacked an identity. And I think that has been kind of their Achilles heel. They don't have an identity to fall back on when they need one. And coming out of the half, that that might be the answer as to why these third quarters are always so terrible. Well, that's exactly what happened in this game. They reverted back to a lot of old bad habits, right? Viv Gray holding on to the ball too long. Uh, Taylor Thomas also took a lot of took some bad shots in this game as well. Um, and and also that's third quarter. Awful defense, just absolutely terrible defense. And that's how you take a 13-point lead and turn it quickly into a two-point deficit going into the fourth quarter. Then the fourth quarter happens. The game, I mean, at the fourth quarter, you're looking at it. Kansas builds up a nice lead. You're saying, okay, well, this is Kansas right now. You're up, what is it? They were up nine, I think, at one point uh, in the fourth. It, it's a wrap. Let's let's all go home. Um, it's It's... Nine point lead, seven minutes to go. This team is imploding. We just we just can't get it done. And then, just like that, that nine point lead quickly turns into a tie game with a less than two minutes, or it actually turns into a two point tech lead with less than two minutes to go. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, again, we just cannot close it out. Jeremy, what's what's up with that? God, God, here's the most frustrating part about this game for me is Kansas is not actually a really good three-point shooting team. And they let we let one of their worst three-point shooters on this team, Anaya Thomas, get two buckets back-to-back, two threes back-to-back right before the end of the third, which when I'm watching it, I'm like, we had a very struggle bus of a third quarter. We needed something going into the fourth. And when Anaya Thomas bank gets both of those threes at the end, that's I think that set Kansas up for this tremendous – I mean, just deflated, you know, deflated everybody – we weren't getting creative on offensive sets. Transition was horrible. The defense was even worse. And we just stagnated. Like we said it, we said in the 40s for too long while Kansas was finding some kind of like explosion. But then our girl Riley McKinney getting some points to like take us out of that slump. And then uh, I think it was um uh Brent Gerlich. I uh, three mm-hmm. Man, this game was whack because then that, that's when it, that's when it exploded, right? That's when we got right into it, and then it was bam, 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 and then that's. <laughs> but even in that moment, for me, as I'm watching it, it's I'm uncomfortable because where we were in the first, the first and second periods of this is that we were getting buckets, we were looking confident, we c- controlled the game, and now we were scrambling to get a win that we had 
we had seemingly earned in the first half, but they just couldn't make it happen. Kansas already built up the steam that they needed. They felt like they the blood was in the water. They were like, we are so Kansas very much in the hunt to uh, they're one game behind Iowa State and Baylor, very much in the hunt to win the Big 12 this year. And for them, who were I think they were picked last. I think they were yep, picked last were. this season. And 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 so for them, it's everything. And when they had that, I mean, kind of deflated there in the second, crawling back in the third. And when they got a little bit ahead for them, it was ever like it was we just did, we couldn't match that energy because for us, it was like, OK, if we beat Kansas, that's great for Kansas is if we can pull this win out against Tech, we're one step closer to a Big 12 championship. So it was just a completely different like it was just two different motives. And Kansas is one out in the fourth quarter. Well, I do have good news and bad news for you, both Jeremy and Kenzie. Bad news is that uh, Tech did end up losing to Kansas, like we've been talking about. Um, good news is, though Jeremy just talked about Kansas being one of the teams up at the top fighting for a Big 12 championship, next up, we got a team that's near the bottom, where we are. So positives. Hey. So Texas Tech. Well, last time we played that, that's it didn't true. go Texas well Texas Tech's either, playing so. a home game <laughs> against the West Virginia Mountaineers. Mind you, I just want to put this out. Uh, between the three worst teams in the Big 12, not named Texas Tech, between TCU, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia, Texas Tech is currently 0-4. You heard that right. Between the t- other three worst teams in the Big 12, Tech is 0-4 with a getting swept by Oklahoma State, losing to TCU, and losing previously to West Virginia. Kenzie, what is your first thoughts when it comes to looking at this game at home against West Virginia? I mean, I, I don't like it. <laughs> it. It scares me because... Like you just said, we've been playing so bad against these teams at the bottom of the conference. We haven't even gotten out of the 50s. We haven't broke 60 against one of these teams yet. And and we're out here putting up 97 and 91 on Oklahoma, number 15 Oklahoma. So I, I'm just trying to figure out why it is in these games we tend to play our worst basketball the season. Because I said at the beginning of the year in our preview pod, if we can take care of business against like 5 through 10 – we're going to be in the mix. And instead of taking care of business, we we, we don't even show up. This, this team makes no sense. <laughs> this team makes no sense. We Like you just said, we, we beat Kansas State. We've beaten Texas. We've beaten ranked Kansas State. We've beaten ranked Oklahoma. We've beaten ranked uh, Texas. We actually, I believe, we are either tied or near the top of the Big 12 in ranked wins. Yet, those are our only three wins. That's it. Right? This is the same team that and not only have we just won those three games, we've like we almost beat Kansas just a second ago. We we've come close to, to beating Texas again. We almost swept Texas, right? We came close to sweeping Kansas State. We came close to beating Baylor. Right. We've 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 been tight in these games, yet then we flip it on and say, okay, well, I, and then we play with some of the worst teams in the conference and we just can't have it translate. We absolutely play up to our competition and down to our competition. And that should make you nervous when we play home game against West Virginia, who's one of the worst competition, who's, who's, who's one of those competitions that are down. I mean, in my opinion, we should be better than them. But I cannot confidently say so. Can you, Jeremy? The last time we played West Virginia, this team reminds me kind of like early beard years where, you know, he's trying to put together a team of a bunch of different people who can be talented together. Um and we get up for the big games, but the consistency just falls off. And we're unable to find a way to win the games that we should be winning. And, I mean, if we go back and look at the the game against West Virginia um, for the women's team, it actually became a game late in the third. But unlike 
Kansas against Texas Tech, where they found momentum from that. Uh, <laughs> we we went into the third quarter with 46 points, and or you know we hung on to we got one bucket for like the next five six minutes, and West Virginia just took off after that, and so we ended up losing 64 53. And it's like what what is the? It's too late in the season to figure it out, really. But it's it's the what if of how good could this team have been if we could have figured out a way to win? And I just think this is a really important. This is a really important theme for uh, Krista Gerlich as she like goes into the offseason. It's something she needs to address with her team, with the people she has, she has coming in. Which I mean, this this season doesn't like dictate how Coach Gerlich's coaching career is going to go by any means. You know, just kind of getting the feel for it, getting started. Um, but I think something something she needs to hone in on is like, how do you win the games you're supposed to win? Like what we've seen from Mark Adams this season, he wins the games he's supposed to win. Um, they may be ugly, but he wins them because like that's the that's the hard thing about basketball is that not every win's gonna be pretty. You're not Gonzaga filling up your your schedule with cupcake teams. Um, you know you have to you got to go out in the Big Twelve and like run it, especially as the Big Twelve continues to get more and more deep. Like as, as as like we try to like as the new Big Twelve starts to facilitate and we're like okay all these new teams are coming in the way that football is trying to find a new identity the way that basketball is finding that identity of who's going to be leading the Big Twelve uh, I think Coach Gerlich needs to look at games like look at a season like this and be yeah we have to figure out a way to win and a good way to start that is here at the end of the season will it happen I, I, I have no clue I don't think I will so, say that I but think I hope so. It's tough for for some of these players to have to be relied on to step up and, and do some of those things because you're asking, this is such an inexperienced mm. team. Besides Brent Gerlich and Viv Gray, you have people like Taylor Thomas, who is a little experienced, but this is her first time being leaned on the way she has been. Same getting right, minutes. Getting minutes. Yeah. Same with Bree Scott. I mean, this yeah, is her first opportunity at, the, at a big level. So... Tatum Weidenheimer as well. Um, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, for the most part, everybody else, it's they either came with no experience or very limited experience, not really getting playing time. Ella, same thing, right? So they, they're coming from – a lot of these players came from nice schools. Ella came from A&M. Tatum came uh, also in conference from Oklahoma. Uh, but they just weren't getting the playing time. And you were hoping that they would take that next step a year older, take the next step with the transfer. And though they're getting that experience and they have taken the next step, all of them have, but at the same time, it's to your point, it's tough. It's hard. And I think the main thing with this team is, so the three wins, one thing I do want to talk about those three wins. None of them are close. All three wins, the final few minutes tech was able to kind of coast to victory. This team really needs to learn how to win. We've been saying it all year long and they're still trying to figure it out. I really don't think it's coach Gerlich. I really don't. She is one of the best in the country at ATOs. She is puts it. Yeah, she, really she puts is. her teams in great positions. I the only knock I'll say is, is that I do think she has to do a better job of getting the team prepared after the timeout. Obviously, the third quarter is a problem, mm. but at the same time, I, I really don't think think it's on her. It's really the team. The players have to learn how to win. I do think I've watched the end of the game so many times. I, the, the players are in good position. The, the coaching staff sets them up to to, to succeed. They just struggle to do so and it's because it's largely due to that inexperience and the other team for the most part they at least got a couple players that know what to do in that scenario and i think i think viv gray presses a lot in the end of games because she's flashbacks right it's like oh not at this again not this again so because she presses so much 
you end up seeing a, a negative final result at the end. So it's it's uh we still got a few games, but we got to figure out how to win. And this way, hey, I'll say this against West Virginia is the perfect team to learn how to win against. Good time to start. Great time to start. <laughs> right. So West Virginia, who from Tech needs to step up for Texas Tech to be able to avenge their previous loss to the Mountaineers. Jeremy. I think Taylor Thomas uh, is somebody that we should be looking towards because of the more minutes she is, like the more responsibility she's getting later in the season. The first game, she only had 27 minutes. You know, she goes for two or five from the field. She doesn't take a three. She only ends up the night six points um, and three fouls. And so I think that I think that her game has just matured a lot as the season's gone on and she's been relied on more heavily. And I feel like she can take some of that momentum and take some of that uh, effectiveness that she's been having on the offensive side of the ball and just do a lot more against this West Virginia team that can be prone to cracking on the defense. You know, it's kind of uh, uncommon to say with like West Virginia basketball teams, but I think that West Virginia can be exploited in a lot of different ways. And Taylor Thomas just has that kind of like multi-level ability that she just didn't, have the opportunity to showcase kind of earlier in this season. So for the, for me, it's last Thomas. time Texas Tech played West Virginia, T- Taylor only put up six points in that game. So I agree. She's going to have to definitely increase that. Uh, Kenzie, who's the person for you that needs to step up? You know, I think a lot of times you'll call this an easy answer, but I think it's Viv Gray. I think when you think back to that game in Morgantown, she was taking a lot of inefficient looks. She was ta- she took four three pointers, didn't make one of them, and then she lost her cool at the end of the game. And it wasn't like completely lost at that point. Yeah. They were still kind of if they could have hit a couple buckets, maybe they're back in it. But she lost her temper. Coach Garlic lost her temper. Like it just. Well, if you remember that game, they were up one going into the fourth. So, yeah, it was absolutely a game at the end, towards the end. Yeah, so, I mean, I think when when you say who needs to step up, I think it's Viv Gray. I think she needs to be more efficient. She needs to take care of the ball, and she needs to keep her composure. Well, so one person who had success in the last game that I want to see had, at the very least, continue that success. Because I agree with both of you that both Gray and Thomas, if they play better, we have a better shot at it. But if Lexi Hightower, she had a nice mm. game against, against uh, Oklahoma – putting up a 20 spot. And I think if Lexi Hightower has another good game, so we just talked about the big three, there it is, right? I had Lexi, Kenzie had Viv, and Jeremy had, had uh, there it is. Uh, Taylor, right? The big the Tom. big three right there. And I think if we have another another good showing from the big three, uh, Tech can definitely pull out their fourth W, which would tie West Virginia for, for seventh in the conference. I mean, it wouldn't uh, all four, the four teams that I've mentioned, none of us are going anywhere. Uh, but, but it would say, I will say this as much as we talked about how they played down to competition right after they play West Virginia, ninth ranked Iowa state in Ames. Not only do we play well mm-hmm. against ranked teams, we play well on the road. We won at Texas and win on at Oklahoma. Do you feel better about this game? Kenzie? Um, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think Iowa State figured us out. I think we we just can't keep up with their guards. And it's been a theme over the last few games. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, they had three guards go for 15 plus. So that's going to be a problem because those are guards that can shoot and it's on the road. And we're just kind of at this point of the year where the wheels kind of feel like they've fallen off and we're just kind of like limping to the finish line. So I I don't feel great about it, honestly. Last time Texas Tech played against Iowa State, it was a home game, and Texas Tech suffered the largest loss of the season, losing by 21, 86, and 65. And the second half really felt like a a bleeding that would not stop. Uh, Jeremy, what did you think about this game going uh, coming up? 
Iowa State. Iowa State. Uh, you know, my <laughs> I want to say that I feel better about it because it's a ranked team, because go. it's a way, and because the trend for us says that we're going to go in prepped. Coach Kenzie, Kenzie, I think that ship has sailed. He's coming on my that side. He's coming on my side. No, let's go. <laughs> hey, bring out the boots. <laughs> Get us another top 10 win, and then we'll lose the TCU next week. <laughs> That's the trend. Um, but, but Kenzie... But hey, but Kinsey is right, though. Like, Iowa State murked us the first time, and it wasn't like a fluke. It was like, no, they figured out everything about us and then made us suffer for it. Uh, and they were hot. They were hot. For, I mean, they could not miss a bucket. Um, I, I would, I will pick the Tech upset because I just believe in Coach Gurley's ability <laughs> to just get up for the big game. Uh, but if we do win, I do predict a TC loss immediately after. <laughs> oh, irrational predictions are my thing on this. <laughs> Uh, No, I mean, so it's funny. So last time we talked about this, we talked, um, Kenzie and I spoke a lot about how Iowa State was a very winnable game. You remember, Ken's? We talked about it. We said that this is a game that Tech had a good shot at it. And though I didn't think Iowa State was going to win, Tech was going to win the game, I did. uh, I I made my irrational prediction that Tech actually would win. Um, Obviously, we did. We got blown out. And actually, the team that we said that we had a worse chance against Baylor, we actually played pretty well against. Um, this game is in Ames. We are flying to Iowa away. Um, I really hope we beat West Virginia because I think we have another blowout coming. They beat us by 21 in Lubbock, and I do not see a scenario where we can bring that back. Uh, Ashley Jones is a future WNBA player, and she's just balling, as she always has. Uh, last time, Ryan and Darnowski have both had great games. Those are two people that we thought may not play very well. Nope, they did. They hurt us. They said, okay, oh, we, we, we know your game and balled out. And Big Jordo in the middle also had a really good game. Uh, Kenzie, I mean, is there is there anything we can do to stop them? I mean, I kind of feel like we're catching them at a bad time because uh, last week they went to Texas and got absolutely dummied. It's like 73 to 48. They went out. They they killed Oklahoma. They're probably going to kill Kansas. And then we're they're going to put us on the grill. So I I just I you know me. I don't like to make harsh predictions. But I mean, if there's a game that I really don't feel good about. It's this one. I just feel like we're waiting to be steamrolled. And if we don't get steamrolled and somehow win this game, I will eat a big plate of crow. But it, it I don't know. It, it just doesn't feel good. All right. Well, it is time for predictions. So prediction time for both games. Texas Tech plays the West Virginia Mountaineers Wednesday evening. Tonight, If once everybody listens to this, tonight, Wednesday evening. Uh, for, we'll start with Jeremy. Jeremy, who you got? Tech versus West Virginia. I have Texas Tech righting the wrongs and the uh, sh- the just the continual mixer at the bottom of the conference continuing to be a, a fun event for everybody. I think that we do break the 60 seal. I think if all three of our uh, ladies are playing well, I do think that we get like 62 points. Uh, but I do think that West Virginia is going to make it a tough game for us. So I actually think we'll win 62-60. Oh, really ground win there. We're going to break the 60 seal. 62. <laughs> really? Did you really want to guess higher? There. Uh, Kenzie, who wins this game? Texas Tech, West Virginia. I think that this time they're going to figure it out. I think they're going to figure it out. West Virginia is on just as bad of a skid as we are, except we're coming off of like kind of a, a feel-good win in the middle. They're, they're just on a slide. They've lost like five games in a row. 
So I think this is a game we can figure out. I think this is one we can we can kind of flip the script on them, maybe get us a nice like 10 point win. So I'm going to go with like I'm going to go with like 65, 57, maybe not 10, but close to it. Ooh, nice. Um so I was pretty confident in my prediction that Tech would win this game. I, I, I think the fl- the going cross-country is usually pretty tough. I think it's a big reason why Tech struggled against West Virginia. You saw that frustration and the, and the, and the fatigue in the fourth quarter last time, and I think the same thing happens the opposite way for West Virginia as they come to Lubbock. Um, and I felt, pretty, I, I felt pretty good about that prediction until I realized that all three of us were predicting the same thing. Um, so now I feel a lot worse about it. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. But I'm going to still, still keep it. Uh, the tech wins this game. Um, but I agree. I agree towards kids. I listen, this team has not shown that they can win a close game and I don't think it's going to be close. I'm going to go 68, 58, right. Um, 10 point win for, for tech, because I just, I think for them to win, they're going to need to be, they're going to need to coast to victory. Yeah. That's and, That's good. Yeah, analysis. They're going to need to coast to victory and that's, and that's where I'm going to have it. So with that being said, flip scripts, Game this sat this uh, was a Saturday this Saturday against Iowa State in Ames, Kenzie. Who you got? You know, I don't I don't like to give out memorable quotes because that's how you wind up on a graphic. But this game's gonna be a stink show. <laughs> this game's gonna be a stink show. Ooh. I just even if even if we if we beat West Virginia, if we lose against West Virginia, like you said, it's the travel. There could be a letdown after a win. This is a team that just sliced through us like butter. Like it was nothing. It's nothing against this team. They're injury depleted. They're tired. It's been a long year. I get it. This is just going to be one of those games where you're like, you just want to get on the plane and go home. I hope you're going to be ready to make your own graphic. I will. This I time. will. Uh, <laughs> Better be ready to get on the plane and go home. Jeremy, who, who you got? Oh, damn. All right, you know, Jeremy, Jeremy Look, man, told us who you, got. You, you said you had, you had tech with the upset. Yeah, but I'm going to okay. lead into it. I'm going to lead into it. You can cut it. You, they cut us up like butter. They ingested us, but now we're going <laughs> to clog those arteries. You oh, hear me? Jesus. We're clogging them arteries. Listen to me. Coach Finley has coached at Iowa State since 19, <laughs> 1995. That is a long time to be a head coach. This man has gold medals from uh, the Olympics. Like this guy's a, a bona fide coach, and he is trying to get his team. They they lost the lead that they had in conference to that whack loss against Texas. And you know what? That sucks for the next team that they're playing. But we're not the next team they're playing, so they're gonna get that frustration out, and they're gonna enter a little lull because it's like, okay, we got it. We we can do this. Just Texas Tech, let's do it. But Coach Gerlich's gonna come out with them fiery red boots. You hear me? Them fiery red boots. And we are going to beat this team the same way we went out and beat Oklahoma I love without the any reason to. I say that Texas Tech, I say Texas Tech comes out and surprises <laughs> themselves <laughs> once again, and we pick up another ridiculous top twenty-five win for no good reason, <laughs> and we win at something like eighty to eighty to seventy-two. <laughs> oh, oh, well, you know what, Jeremy, I respect that. I, I you know what, I agree with you. <laughs> Texas Tech's going to come out fiery, surprise themselves, and really just lay it into the Iowa State Cyclones. I'm with you until the third quarter. <laughs> and then, hey, and then that's the fair. That's happens, good. That's history. And then, uh, <laughs> so we're going to. Iowa drops a 30 yeah, piece in the third quarter. And then it's, and then it's uh, all right. 
Let's get on back home. This is Ames. <laughs> I just, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with with Kent on that last part. I just, I don't see it really happening to where Tech can can pull it together and and beat this Iowa State team because they haven't shown that they can. Um, I do hope it's closer than the last game. I think it will be closer than the last game, uh, but it just, they just won't be able to pull it through. Um, so it's a uh, rough, rough sledding. Anything else you want to say to the people, Jeremy? Met Viv. She's super nice, <laughs> super tall. Sorry, I was so awkward. Please let me redeem myself after the season and come on the pod. That's right. That's right. And then I don't, that would, well, I don't know if Jeremy's taller than Kenzie, but he's not taller than me or Viv Gray. So, uh, By <laughs> <edge>. Kenzie, <laughs> Kenzie, anything else you want to say to the, uh, to the people? You know, I just, I, I feel bad for coach Garlic. I just, I know we mentioned it earlier in the pod, but like, I just feel awful. She got here and you know, there's the fallout of coach Stallings and there's COVID and then, we were all bright eyed and bushy tailed going into this year. And then everybody's hurt and COVID's still an issue. And it, it just sucks because you can see that the coaching's there, the play calling's there, even the players are kind of there, but it just, it, everyone's working hard and it just hasn't come together. So I, again, I'm going to say it again, hold the line. Don't give up on this team. The foundation's nice. The foundation's good. It's solid, but maybe, maybe next year we'll finally start to see it blossom a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think the foundation is definitely the the only. Uh, really, at this point, the only thing they're missing is learning how to win. That's it. I, I think everything else is has been really good to give you optimism for the future. It's just they got to learn that final piece of how to win. Um, and once they do that, watch out because this team is pretty young. But unfortunately, we are as young as we are. It's going to be hard to replace Viv Gray. That's that's uh, that's for sure. But we're going to try to. We're going to try to. So uh, that's all that I got. And so uh, main thing is make sure to leave us a five star rating and review and uh, keep listening. Keep on listening. Keep fighting with this, this, this team as we get towards the end of the season. I think we have at least at the very least one to two more episodes left for the women's basketball team because uh, there's not going to be a postseason. I am sorry, people. Um, <laughs> so for the people's champ that is Jeremy Gillen and for Miss Girl Power herself, Kenzie Garcia. This is Albie Shore, and you've been listening to the Tortillas and Tags podcast, part of the 1012 Network. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.